Welcome to the Teaching Self-Government Podcast with Nicolene Peck. Improving your life, uniting your family, changing the world. Welcome to the Teaching Self-Government Podcast. I'm Paige. No, I'm not. I'm Nicolene. Uh, you're Paige. I'm Nicolene Peck, and I'm joined here with my daughter, Paige Baumert. And hello. <laughs> yes. Hi, Paige. Holy cow. What just happened there? That was crazy. Well, this is authentic material, right? Oh, here. yes. Yeah. This is authentic. We're not even going to redo that. We're going to be like, this is us <laughs> having a brain confusion about who we even are. Okay. No. Um, today we are going to be talking about getting children to go to bed and we're talking all ages because sometimes the young ones do not want to go to bed. We know what that looks like tantrums and excuses and things. And then sometimes the older ones don't want to go to bed and that's when it gets creative and frustrating. That's a little different situation. So we're going to talk about both of those situations today and see if we can help you get everybody to want to go to bed. Because, you know, if you don't go to bed on time, the wake up time is incredibly difficult. And we talked about that in the last podcast about wake up time and how important that is and how they are connected together, the, the go to bed and the wake up time. So before we talk about going to bed though, which just sounds lovely after that little, uh, me not knowing myself, maybe I need to rest up the brain. I don't know (laughs) anyway. Um, but before we do that, as is tradition here on the teaching self-government podcast, we are going to share a fun family activity page. What type of a fun family activity do you have for us today? Well, since we're talking about going to bed and doing that in the evening, I thought it would be fun to bring up night games. So this was something that I loved doing with all of my same age peers, especially when we all got together for uh, different things, but we would play night games. So once it got dark, um, we would play ghost in the graveyard. We would play nighttime tag. We would play all sorts of stuff and they were so fun. Yeah. But you know what? I taught you your first night game. I think parents should teach their children night games. I taught you guys how to play monkey goes to court. Yes. And don't try to look that one up. I don't know if it's very popular because I think you made that one up. I think we did. I think me and my friends made that up when I was young. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so we, we, (laughs) we played monkey goes to court, like nobody's business. The game got made up and it stuck. We played ghost in the graveyard too. I mean, we did that one. Um, That's a good classic one, you know, no ghosts are out tonight. (laughs) Monkey goes to court was so fun. So basically we'll just kind of give you a quick rundown of how it goes. Monkey goes to court. There's someone who is um, the monkey and the one who is it, basically. But you all have court, which is your home base, right? So for us, that was usually our front or back porch. And so then we would all start at court and we would all line up behind whoever's it. And we would march around the house. And the person who is it could not look behind them except for at certain checkpoints. So that was usually at the corners of the house. Mm-hmm. and so four times yeah yes well i mean our house was square so mm-hmm. some people that's might true. have more than four quarters <laughs> that's true <laughs> but um at each corner of the house then they could turn around and look so the objective is that you want to run off and hide before monkey looks and has a chance to say 
oh, you know, monkey goes to court because if they find you, it's, it's basically an elaborate hide and seek game. But if they mm-hmm. find you and once they find you, they say monkey goes to court and you have to go back to home base or to, you know, the port. They send the like page, go to court. Yeah. They'll yeah, say monkey say go names. to court. Yeah, yeah. Well, you don't have to, you can say monkey go to court or you can say page, go to court. Spencer, go to court. You know, you can just say people's names and you can call yeah, it, but you but don't have nice, to touch them. You don't have to tag them. Right. The you nice thing is them. though. So once, once everyone is gone from behind monkey or it, then the person who is it starts looking. But the fun thing is if while monkey is looking, another person who is hiding can go and tag people on court and the people in court can go rehide. Mm-hmm. And then you have to catch me. And then you're like, oh no, I already caught you. Okay, yeah. Paige, go back to court. <laughs> yeah. You know? Yeah. And so, oh, and the, so fun. And it does not, it is not done being it until all the monkeys are caught and in court. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. It's really fun. It's a fun game. Anyway, I think parents should play night games with their children. We did stuff like that. And I really loved it. And, and now, you know, a game from my childhood that someone made up probably my friend Tara Lee. I don't know. I think we all just kind of made it up. Someone made it up along the way. Anyway, fun game. Okay. So we talk about everything here on the teaching self-government podcast through the lens of self-government. So what is self-government? Self-government by our definition is being able to determine the cause and effect of any given situation and possessing a knowledge of your own behaviors so that you can control them. Yes. So that means that you actually examine yourself and what you want to accomplish and you try to decide how you can improve so that you can accomplish what you want to accomplish. So you say, wait a minute, I'm not actually taking the action steps or creating the habits that are going to give me the results that I want. So I need a change so that I can have the results that I want to have. And it is liberating. It Mm -hmm. is liberating. There are so many things that relate to self-government in our lives that we don't even consider, whether we exercise, whether we eat right, whether we show um, patience and kindness and charity with others, um, whether we get our jobs done, whether we wake up on time, whether we take our dish over from the sink, you know, or to the sink and, you know, all the things, I mean, just everything. Did we fold our laundry and put it away? I mean, I'm not, <laughs> not trying to make anybody feel bad. I pull laundry out of yeah, the basket thanks. too. Okay. I do. <laughs> I mean, we also fold it and put it away, but we also sometimes have to pull it out of the basket because we didn't get to that yet. I mean, I know that's life, but But all of those things, when you get all those things done, when you work all day long and you put in that full day's work doing your, your duties, that's all self-government. And it's so great. So it's liberating. It gives people absolutely, uh, the greatest amount of power that they can have actually. And they don't recognize that if they learn to control themselves, they have the most power because then no one else can control them, which is awesome. Okay. So let's talk about this go to bed problem. This problem can look different for ages, for different ages. So what does it look like, Paige, when the little ones don't want to go to bed? It's usually a lot of attention seeking or lots of sillies that mm-hmm. happen right before bed. Um, and a lot of, yeah, usually it's a lot of negative attention seeking, but trying to postpone or put off certain bedtime routines Mm-hmm. another like story but you didn't read me my story mm-hmm. but you yeah. know all of that kind of stuff and I don't want to I'm not tired yet I gotta go to the bathroom mm-hmm. I, you Can know all water 
Yeah. All the little excuses start coming mm-hmm. out and then you finally get them in there. You, you take off everything on their little mental list that they could come <laughs> up with and you finally get them in there and then they just wander out. Mm-hmm. No, <laughs> <And> they don't <laughs> stay. And you're like, ah, and so then things can get negative in households. And this is the worst time. Yeah. You know, what happens 45 minutes before a person goes to bed is replayed again. And again, those emotions are used as they sleep. And so think if there's anxiety, if there's stress, if there's anger, if there's power struggling, if all of that is happening before bed, then the child is replaying the power struggle again and again and again. Mm-hmm. And so is the parent that is not yeah, going like, to, be- Oh my gosh, <laughs> how come I woke up not feeling very rested? Well, I don't know. Maybe you replayed that power struggle about a billion times all night. I don't know, you know, but <laughs> sometimes that can happen. So anyway, um, to make sure that everybody gets a good night's sleep, we have to prepare the people to actually go to bed. So let's talk about what it looks like when we help the little ones learn to go to bed. And then we'll talk about what it looks like with the olders. Okay. So, um, sure. the olders, the problem looks a little different with the olders. We'll talk about that in a minute. Okay. So with the younger ones, we've got to pre-teach now the same, the principles are going to be the same for each, each, the olders and the youngers. Okay. We're going to pre-teach them for success. And then we set up proper motivations if we need them and then follow through. Okay. Mm-hmm. So, or we help them recognize motivations. Now, with the older ones, hopefully you can help them take a little bit more personal responsibility, but let's talk about these youngers. So yeah, one of the biggest things with younger kids, uh, something that I tell parents very often is you really have to pre-teach. Pre-teach is the secret sauce of teaching mm-hmm. self-government. And so mm-hmm. um, a lot of times I'll say, okay, you know, maybe five or 10 minutes before you're going to have them get ready for bed, go and find them and say, hey, in 10 minutes, mom's going to set a timer in 10 minutes. I'm going to come to you and tell you that it's time to get ready for bed. Okay. And so that way in their brain, they go, Oh, it's almost time for bed, but not yet, you know, but we're going to get ready for that. And so then, you know, in 10 minutes, then they come and say, okay, it's time for bed. Let's go do our bedtime routine. And mm-hmm. so that has shown to be very effective and has helped a lot of parents, I guess you could say streamline the bedtime process with mm-hmm. happy children. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Pre-teaching is huge. In fact, one other thing I do when the children are really young, when they're toddlers and they just don't want to learn the skill is we actually will practice, go to bed at a time when it's not time for bed. Yeah, so like the middle of the day, uh-huh. Yeah. Like 10 AM I'll say, okay, we're going to play a game. And this game is going to be the go to bed game. Yeah. I say it's called, it's time for bed. So that, so then I'll say, what we're going to do is after, when we play this game, we're going to have treats. So we're going to play the game. It's time for bed. It's not really time for bed. We're just playing a game. And, and within in the game, when we do it right, then we get a treat. So then I say, okay, so what we're going to do is I'm going to say it's time for bed. And then what we're going to do is we're going to go straight to our bed and we're going to get in and we're going to wait for mom to come tuck us. And so then mom's going to come in and I'm going to tuck them in their little bed taco. And then, <laughs> and then I'm going to maybe sing them a little song or something that I normally do if I'm going to tuck them in. And then I say, okay, now stay in the bed until mommy comes to wake you up. Because when mommy wakes you up in the morning, then we'll have a treat and I might have a fruit snack or something they get to eat or something. Right. So then 
I say, okay, just stay here. I'll be back in a minute and I'll tell you it's the morning. And so then I go out of their room and I wait for like, you know, the first time, maybe 30 seconds, maybe one minute, just so that they can get used to just waiting. And then I come back in and I say, it's morning time, time to get up. And they're like, yay. And I'm like, you did it. You stayed in bed all night. You can have a treat. And so then I give them like one little fruit snack out of the fruit snack pack. Right. I'm like, okay, let's do it again. You come to tuck mommy in this time. Right. If they, if they, if they're old enough to reverse role play, you could do it the other way. Right. Mm -hmm. But, But basically you can just keep doing it multiple times. So by the time you get through that whole fruit snack pack, or you feel like they're done, they've got it, you know, but you're going to keep extending the time they have to wait in the bed just a little bit by another 30 seconds or something. And then you're going to come wake them up and you're going to tell me you did it. And so then at the end, when they've had all their treats and you say, you did so good at this, so you can go to bed, you know how to go to bed. So what we're going to do is tonight, mom's going to say it's time for bed. And then I'm going to come and tuck you in, in your little bedtime taco. And then after you're going to stay in there for the whole night for, for the real night. And when you do, and you wake up in the morning, I'm going to give you a whole package of these first thing in the morning, you can have fruit snacks, you know, or whatever it is. Breakfast of champions. Right. right. I mean, it's, it's really not going <laughs> to, or maybe after anyways. breakfast, you know, we will give you a fruit snack. <laughs> Honestly, I gave it to you guys first thing in the morning. You remembered you were like, it's morning time. And I was like, yep, it's morning time. It's time to get up. And then they were like, yay, we get a treat. And I'm like, yep, you get a treat. And then I'm like, <laughs> I handed it right to you. I was like, because it's got to be immediate. If they have to wait too That's long true. for it, it too much anxiety, then they think it's not ever going to happen. And then, then they don't want to do it the next day. So I did it for, and, and I told them, well, we're only going to do this for like, you know, maybe a couple of weeks, like two weeks mm-hmm. and every morning they can have a treat. And then after that, we'll say, you're so good at this. You don't need a treat. So we don't need to have a positive consequence. We'll just and say that we did it, and that it the night job. before that you do that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that they don't expect it in the morning. So Anyway, that's how you handle things with the littles. And then like Paige says, you just pre-teach it at night too, so that they know it's coming. So mm-hmm. they feel like they get that extra little bit of time to do whatever they want to do for 10 minutes. And then they go to bed. Yeah. I love that. If they don't though, then you got to correct them. That's true. Yeah. You got to just do a regular correction. But the nice thing is or with the corrections, especially if it's bedtime, you don't necessarily want to do the extra chore right then. Mm-hmm. So you would say, you know, we're actually going to do your extra chore in the morning. Mm-hmm. I'm going to write it on this sticky note. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to put it on the cupboard where the cereal bowls are. Yes. <laughs> so that in the morning, I remember you have an extra chore. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so, cause sometimes they're like, yeah, I'll do extra chores all night. Cause they don't want to go to bed. Right. They don't want to do anything that involves sleep. So extra chores seem like a great time. Right. And like, so, yes, I will yes. stay up and do chores. <laughs> right. So we don't do the extra chores right then we do them in the morning. So that's mm-hmm. an important thing. And if they go completely out of instructional control, then you may have to do the rule of three. If they're a little younger, um, a modified rule of three. And I talk about all of this in my training, the TSG parenting course, or my three-day trainings, or you might use what we call a calm down place to help them get ready. Um, so that's another thing. And in the case of a really tiny child that would be using a calm down place, you may want to do a very quick extra chore right then so that it's just remembered right then. Mm -hmm. Um, but usually you can save it till the morning. 
Okay. So we've got some positive motivations, a little treat or something. We've got uh, a lot of pre-teaching options right in the moment pre-teaching, but also earlier when it's not even the time pre-teaching and then planning the brain for, I know how to go to bed. I'm going to go to bed tonight and I'm going to get a, a treat every day, you know, or whatever. <laughs> and so there it is. We're, we've got that planning. And then we've got the follow through with the correction or the praise and then how to use the negative consequence. So let's talk about what the problem of going to bed looks like if you are a teen, say, or a little older, maybe adolescence. And, yeah. you know, and you're like, I just want to play that game longer. Or I want to watch my show <laughs> or I want to. There are so many parents that have come to us friends. and said, my son is usually sons, but my child or my son stays up all night playing video games, even mm. though we've, you know, put passwords on PlayStations and we've unplugged Xboxes or we've hidden game systems or we've locked them up, you know, they still find ways and they wake up in the middle of the night yeah. to play video games. And then they fall asleep in the middle of the day because they're not sleeping at night. Uh-huh. And their school is like impossible. It's an addiction. Okay. Yeah. I mean, that, that is, it's the same for food addiction. too. They'll wake up for snacks and go and like raid the fridge and in, the eat middle of the night. in the middle of the night. Yes, exactly. So that's how, you know, you've got an addiction that you're dealing with either a food addiction, a gaming addiction, a sex addiction. There could be things like that, that are happening. People yeah. will wake up for something that motivates them enough. And it, yeah. it can, they can program themselves to wake up in the middle of the night. That actually reminds me of a story you told me. Um, I think it was when Quinn was a baby, but you were talking with this person about, oh, he just keeps waking up. And so I go feed him. And uh, the person said, well, yeah, I'd wake up for a steak dinner every night too. If that's what was being fed to me, you know? Yeah. And, and so the person's like, just give them water when they wake up at night, you know? And he and Quinn stopped waking up in the middle of the night. Mm-hmm. It's true. I was like, I never thought of that. <laughs> Someone was going to feed me my favorite thing. If I got cheesecake at 4 a.m., I'd be like, yes, brain, wake up at 4 a.m. for cheesecake. Like I would just do that. You know what I mean? Like, of course, or chocolate or something. Mm -hmm, I would, mm -hmm. I would do that. But yeah, so you have to, you have to switch what happens so that the habit can adjust. So for many families, it involves getting rid of all the technology entirely. When you've got yeah. those types of addictions that are happening, that's very difficult. Just go cold Turkey. Um, it involves sometimes some parents have had to install cameras to watch children so that they can correct them every time it happens or so that they can get alerted when someone's waking yeah. up to try to correct it every time. Or and I know that can be the issue. Yeah. Cause that can be so draining and, and really the child is struggling with an addiction. They feel like they're trying to meet a need or meet a craving. Um, and then the parent is wondering, how do I help my child get their real needs, which are a full night's sleep? I mean, that's <laughs> the real need, you know, that the child is having. So it really can be a difficult thing to deal with. Now that's one thing that can happen. Another thing is that the child just doesn't want to go to bed yet. They're like, I don't care. I'm older. I'm, I can stay up. Maybe they have that more night owl personality like Paige, right? Where, you <laughs> know, definitely she, me. yeah, where she could stay up. I would rather know, for stay up long, till two or three doing a project than wake up at six and do yeah. It. Except for the thing is, is that that's the problem, right? Is you're not going to wake up in the morning then if you stay up. Well, late I will. It'll just be late morning. <laughs> right. But for everybody that doesn't always work. No. Right. 
So anyway, that's, that's going to be the problem. So setting goals with the child for things they want to accomplish, making sure that you help them set a wake up time that seems like it works well for them. And then saying, okay, we have to have a go to bed time too, in order to facilitate this wake up time and then have other nights of the week where you can stay up late. I think that's important. I think when children are in their adolescence, I mean, this is me. I know some parents are like, but when I'm done, I'm done. Well, for me, I didn't just think about myself as a parent, I, I thought, you know, they need to have a couple of nights where it's like, these are late nights. Mm -hmm. Okay. So Friday night, Saturday night, we're going to stay up late. It's going to be later on Friday than Saturday. Cause we might have an early church the next day, you know, and we don't want to make it. So we're like zombies at church. Yeah. Or whatever. Anyway. So, but, but, you know, we might stay up till midnight on Friday. Why not? I mean, for some people that sounds extreme. Okay. We'll stay up till 10 then, but whatever for, for our family, I mean, we were going to bed at nine and 10 every night. So midnight was like the late night. Right. Mm -hmm. And and like a Saturday night, we might stay up till 11, you know? And so that was, I mean, that's what we did, especially when the children were in their adolescent years. Um, Another thing too, is if they don't have access to the technology to be using at all hours of the night, if they have to charge it somewhere else, so Porter, you know, he always would just take his phone and he would set it in my room. So he's not going to have that phone in his room when it is bedtime. He's not going to be texting anybody, looking at anything, nothing. And so then it is, he is going to go to bed at that time. So this is going to be another thing that's really useful. So if you have a curfew for the technology, then that's going to be another thing, or maybe only certain times that they use the technology, Mm -hmm. that's going to be another useful thing. Now, again, with the nighttime thing, it's just like, if you listen to our podcast that we did on, on, uh, waking up in the morning, going to bed at night is also an instruction. Okay. So you give it's the kind child, of a standing instruction because that's, you know, it's kind of a family rule. Well, this is our bedtime. Yeah. You set the time for bedtime. That's our bedtime. That's when we go to bed and the parent might say, Hey, I'm giving an instruction right now. It's time to go to bed. Right. So the child needs to say, okay, and follow that instruction. And if they don't, a correction does need to happen. They need to get the opportunity to earn an extra chore, which for some of them, they might not care about when they're older, you know, especially (laughs) if they're strong-willed and kind of manipulating, you know, but many of them, like my children, they'd be like, okay, yep, it's time to go to bed. And so they would just go to bed because it was an instruction and they didn't want to wake up to an extra chore. Right. Because remember, they're going to do their extra chore that they earn in the morning. Yeah. They didn't want to wake up to that because that wasn't a good start for the day. So that's how you would correct things. You could have positive motivations for them if they go to bed at a certain period of time, you know, you know, like each day there's a certain thing that happens in the morning if they went to bed, or maybe they get some technology time to text their friends or something at a certain time, you know, because they went to bed on time right? Or something like that. something that would be motivating to them. You need to decide what motivates them for the short term. Cause you're only going to use this for like maybe two weeks tops just to help them feel like they're, they can see the good that came of their decision to actually follow that instruction and go to bed. Now, if you do a correction when they don't follow the instruction to go to bed and they don't care, they don't accept it, then they're probably out of instructional control and you might have to do the rule of three. Okay. They might be sitting there ignoring you. I don't care, whatever. And you just do the rule of three. Then they have to wake up to you coming in and saying, okay, I'm giving you the opportunity to follow instructions now. Cause remember, um, you weren't following instructions before and you're going to pick up that waiting period. That's at the end of the rule of three. And if you don't know what I'm talking about, 
then don't guess on this, get the training on this. Okay. And the training is at the, in the TSG parenting course, which is on teaching self-government.com. So go to teaching self-government.com and get the TSG parenting course. Okay. And I believe there's a coupon code that, that can work too, uh, for that called TSG deals. And I think you can get 20% off on that course. So if you type in TSG deals anyway, so you would continue where you left off the night before and start in the every 15 to 20 minute intervals where you're going to be getting them pre-teaching and instructing and getting them to follow that instruction. And so basically you'll be, you'll, they'll start the morning with, oh yeah, I'm out of instructional control. Okay. Well, do I want to stay out of instruction? And now I get to go through the rest of the rule of three here and I've got to accept a consequence. And then is it worth it? Right? Not usually, not usually. Uh, that would be a pretty big thing if it was really that worth it for someone. And, and I've got to say, if someone really is feeling like, no, I have to, I have to, I have to, you've got to get to the root of that going to be like, why, what is the craving like? Okay. Or who is it that you're chatting with that late at night? Who are you talking to on that online game or whatever it is that you're sneaking out to, to see, you need to get to the root of it so that you can see how, and you can point out, do you see how that's controlling you? It's making it so you can't function and live normal life. It's controlling you. You need to be in control of yourself, not some of the thing. And so let's give you the steps that you need to be in control of yourself. And so then you've got to empower them and, and, and teach them how to give themselves no answers and themselves instructions. And you've got to help them along with that. So yeah. there's a little bit more follow through if we're dealing with an addiction, you know? Yeah. And it's, it's a bit harder because at first, especially if they're a strong-willed child, there's probably going to be a lot of pushback. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But you don't be afraid, you know, and don't, don't go to battle. You don't, you don't need to battle anybody. You just use the skills and use the system that you already have in place. Mm-hmm. Now I am, I am right now assuming that people are going to go learn the skills in the system. That's at T the teaching self-government.com website and the TSG parenting course. Okay. So hopefully you go there. Thank you so much for joining us on this teaching self-government podcast about going to bed, which is so important. And we will plan on talking to you again next time. Bye-bye. You've been listening to the teaching self-government podcast. For more information and resources to help unite your family, visit teachingselfgovernment.com.